Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Get all the latest football headlines and bite-sized opinion in the brand new Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Join Mark Smith, Martin Gritton and a conveyor belt of guests as they dissect all the biggest stories in one small, perfectly formed package. Take five to ten minutes out of your day to stay up to date with everything that matters in football. Whether it's a big result from the night before, a new excuse from Jurgen Klopp, a shocker of a VAR decision or a new chapter in the ongoing Man United soap opera, we will cover it. All the latest news every weekday lunchtime on the Whistleblowers Daily Podcast. Look for the Whistleblowers wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, and welcome to Stop Hammer Time. My name's Phil Whelans, and on this week's Stop Hammer Time, we have two games of football to discuss. One will give us a warm, fuzzy feeling, and the other will drive us into a towering rage. <laughs> so uh, we hope to end the podcast in a kind of a sombre, reflective mood somewhere in the middle. Uh, in order to help me achieve this mental state of mind, it's a great friend of the podcast, uh, architect lecture, archi- architecture lecturer, uh, Mark Gower. Hi, Phil. Hi, How are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Yeah, quite tired, but good. How are Very you? Very excited. Well, as, as you have every right to be, given that you went to Bucharest. Yes, he did. Romania, land of the vampires, and saw a game of football unfold. Wonderful, wonderful. And we're, we're going to hear all about that. Also joining us this week, it is a great friend of the podcast journalist and broadcaster, Mark Webster. Hello, Webster. Hello there, fellas. Nice to talk to you. It's uh, And and of course, if, if Mark Gow weren't off getting such a warm, fuzzy feeling, I think the I think the ultimate fall, of, fall from grace that happened against Russell Palace wouldn't have been such a ugly drop, would it? Oh, the irony oh, of it all. If we could absolutely. have been a bit more ordinary out there, we could, they could have softened the blow for us all. But no, you absolutely. have to go out there and do well. We'll be talking <laughs> about both of those games of football. But first, this. The year 2022, November the 6th, dawn. Mikhail Antonio is awoken from a fitful, troubled sleep by a voice. Mikhail, wake up, wake up. Still half asleep, his eyes slowly adjusting to the darkness of his bedroom, Mikhail can make out a shadowy figure 
framed by the metallic gold taffeta awning of his solid ivory four-poster bed. Who are you, he murmurs. I'm a friend, says the indistinct shape. Take me somewhere we can talk. Trembling, Mikhail leads the figure past the weights room, through the karaoke suite, via the room full of coloured foam balls, the room they keep the meerkats in, to the trombonarium, which he never uses and frankly regrets. <laughs> Listen to me. We don't have much time. The figure lowers the hood of its enormous velvet cape, and Mikhail Antonio is staring into the eyes of himself. I am you from 2017, here to deliver a word of warning. On October the 28th, 2017, in a match against Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park, you will come off the bench with West Ham 2-1 up. With 10 minutes of normal time left, you start taking the ball into the corner and trying to run down the clock by time-wasting, even though this is mental. West Ham somehow managed to make it into the seventh minute of six minutes of extra time, still 2-1 up. A sudden breakaway has you, by which I mean me, powering down the right towards the Palace goal. Cutting the ball back to Lanzini will mean a good chance of 3-1. Holding off a defender for a few more seconds will probably secure the win. You make your decision. You chip the ball delicately into the six-yard box for James Tompkins to chest to the Palace keeper, who boots it up the other end of the pitch for Zaha to score and turn a much-needed three points into a shitty one point. I know, says Mikhail, I remember, it's only five years ago, but don't you see, Mikhail, forearmed with this knowledge you could make, you, you don't need to build a time machine to come and warn me about something I can remember. I even remember building the time machine. You're supposed to travel back in time to warn people. We all know about Hitler and me doing that shitty cross. Anyway, do you want some breakfast? And um, Don't go near my wife. Suddenly, a loud noise startled Mikhail. He awoke to discover himself powering down the right towards the palace goal in the fifth of four minutes of extra time. Cutting the ball back to Lanzini will mean a good chance of 2-1 and three much-needed points. But wait, where was Edimilson Fernandes? Where was Jose Fong? Who were all these other guys and what was this giant stadium? Not a football stadium, that's for sure. Well, he thought to himself, at least, at least I've been in this situation before. There's no way I'm going to make the same mistake. Hey. A noise woke him up. Disorientated, he found himself on the team coach, sitting between Angelo O'Connor and Joe Hart? What year was this? Angelo leant in and said, Are you thinking about the time machine you intend to build? How did Angelo know about the time machine? And and the word are you thinking about at the time machine while you were chipping the football to fucking James Tompkins, you fucking idiot? Wake up! Wake up! <laughs> Mikhail snapped into consciousness and found himself by the corner flag at the London Stadium, deftly chipping the ball into the hands of the Palace keeper for him to boot down the other end and for Palace to score. As the final whistle went, he thought to himself, I wonder if I can blame this on the other me. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Uh, it's like it's like it Doctor Owen Dickens in one. That was was beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, oh, isn't it madness? It, the synergy of five years ago, exactly the same. And Zaha against the same team, same, same exactly team. the same team. Yeah, colours might have been. A little bit different, 
but very, very, very slightly. Some of the same players. Lanzini, it was yeah. a question because we went to that Palace game. Yeah. And it was a question of cutting it back to Lanzini. And Lanzini would, you know, might not have scored, but actually mm. probably would because it was quite a rapid breakaway. Uh, it was the most extraordinary thing I've ever seen. I, I, from where we sit, I, 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 could, I could see the whites of his eyes. I was staring into his face. It's not that far across the pitch. And he either he mouthed to himself, he either mouthed himself his deja vu all over again or for fuck's sake. Uh, I, I, it was difficult to tell from where I was sitting which it was. I'm going to suspect it was the latter in that particular sense because it, 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 it was almost... I mean, in a weird way, though, I, I can't... And in the moment, I, I, I was sort of happy, and this is a weird thing to say, the masochistic version of, of, of supporting us, is that I like to think that perhaps in that moment the lesson got learned and will go away and be a much better team for it. Or I am I being a fool? <laughs> I think in those five years, though, we've all sort of changed and developed and become different people. I forgave him for that because I thought at that point, oh, he just wants to attack. He's just got one thought yeah. in his mind, and that is to attack the goal. I forgave him there. Here, right, I'm thinking, we could win this. Mm. We could win it. It's just the ridiculous. What I don't know what's going through his head. No. I know we shouldn't be talking about Palace. I, I didn't yeah. have to give him that first time either. I mean, it was, um, uh, you know, sort of similarly to now. Really, we we loved half of Michael Antonio and kind of yeah. hated the other half. I mean, I mean, he he at that time was costing us points from time to time. You know, he cost us points then. And I remember again, he's completely through on goal with Andre Ayew running parallel to him about two yards away. All he has to do is square it. I think mm -hmm. it might have been against Swansea. He just kicks it into the stomach of the prone goalkeeper, who I think might have been Fabianski at the time. Mm. There was absolutely no excuse for it by a kind of professional grown-up football. Well, man. see, I, I can't... To a person who's to see a barrier in front of you and just kick it at that barrier. I can't, be that, I, I can't be that disingenuous about it for a boat that we paid five million quid for and wasn't bought as a centre forward. No, I, you know, not. I I'm not prepared. To, I'm not prepared to 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 give him that much of a kick in. Um, but I will live in the moment. And in the moment, he made an absolute stinker of a decision. Um, but then again, but equally, his appearance in the second half was the only thing that resembled us doing anything like denting them, which well, I, I think is that, the biggest problem with it all. Yeah. For that incident, we saw what he's great at. That He, he had five yards. He was five yards behind that defender mm. to get that yeah. ball. He yeah, yeah. absolutely, I don't really like to see, but he bullied him. He got the ball off him. He was through. And then we saw the other yeah, side. the other bit. Brilliant. <laughs> we saw, yeah. oh, my God. That run, yeah. He did it twice, didn't he? That run of one for the pen. Again, we might talk about that later. Yeah. We'll talk about it now, the dive. or So that run for the pen, that energy that he's got, that seems to be, I but think, that is need to get into that time machine and remember that he can do that. I mean that sort of is vintage Antonio though. A lot of a lot of those runs would end up just with the ball going over the dead ball line and him falling over, which is sort of what that you know what the kind of penalty shout was. 
It's um, and I mean, you know, a lot of that, a lot of that went away when he got made into a number nine. Because you didn't see so many of those kind of runs from deep, and also, you know, like he was often on the end of stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not. It's just, you know, it's just. I got no problem with him at all, um, except why? Why did he lamely chip the ball into the goalkeeper's hand? I just, I, I'm, I will live with that three seconds of it. The rest of it, you know, is is the the man that we 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 took somebody who who was expected to do pretty much nothing in the top yeah. flight, and 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 on one particular season was our saving grace. On many other occasions, has been that as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's he's remained a trier rather than a than a, a naturally great player, for yeah. want of a better phrase. And what he also now is, he's meant to be that sec that other that foil for Skamaka. And well, yeah, what I he mean, did is, and I, I suppose if we if we st if you stay with the game, you, you kind of you get to the point where what Skamaka couldn't do with zero ball was nothing. Yeah. What Antonio could do with zero ball was find the occasional thing to do so he was a much better man in the in the circumstances for what was fundamentally just a giant inept team performance yeah i mean i don't think he was responsible for the transformation in the second half i mean i think we we played a bit better i think lanzini kept the ball a bit better yeah. in the second half to be honest I don't think Lanzini was terribly effective, but at least, you know, we ended up that first half with uh, they had 63% possession in mm. that first half. And uh, we got the ball a bit more in the second half to make it a still not very good set. Of, I mean, the statistics in that game are just awful. We've got the least yeah. shots on goal, less corners. I mean, I'm not sure we got a corner. Um, <laughs> you know, it, we were soundly beaten by a much, much better team than us. I am. Um, so we were a little bit better in the second half. Because uh, I've watched them a bit this season, and I, so I thought what I'd do by way of trying to – actually, I've got, I've got the phone with me. And I, so I did – Phil, I got in touch with a good friend of ours, Mr. Kevin Day. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> who – he didn't go, but um, obviously – Ran around the garden. Exactly, that's right. Hit, you know, walk the streets alone, no phones, no electronic devices, no looking in windows. And I suggested to him um, – my guess, I said, uh, when I texted him, my guess – uh, that you play that vivaciously all the time, but don't necessarily get the results. To which he didn't back me. And he said, nope. First time we've strung four quarters together, let alone two halves. How are you fixed next week? That's another matter entirely. That's he and I in a right. social-based situation. But um, uh, uh, the bits I'd seen of Palace, I've been impressed by the, the, the you know, they've got exciting, young, forward-thinking yeah. players. And guess what happened? Those exciting young forward-thinking players got all the space and time they needed to play against a team which tried to look like, and I think this is kind of like the, the nub of it all, that we try and look a bit imperious and superior to it all and play it at our place and we'll do it our way and we'll, 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 we'll make these few extra passes more. And, and and the fact that you're scurrying around and winning the ball of us in dangerous places will ignore that. And And, and bizarrely enough, I've, so many games I've seen from us are like this, where we look patently ordinary for 15 or so minutes, and then we get our first chance, and suddenly things look up. And and just as luck would have it this time, right? Our first chance was a was a great goal. Yeah, just we just didn't didn't look for a second after that. I thought mm -hmm. 
no way to capitalise on it. No, no. Um, yeah. yeah, what did you think, Mark? Well, I expected us to step up a gear as well. Yeah, it's a must-win game, isn't it? Oh, totally. Yeah, agreed. Going back to um, Antonio, we have had many players that when they've got uh, too much time to think, yeah, they do. It's it's the time to think. Like Colton Cole was very much like that. He just at that point, I just think he had just too much, too many options, too much time to think, and then that's where he makes mistakes. Where actually, when he's just running fast and running hard, well, yeah, yeah. ball comes in quick. He's great, and he he is well was actually four nails is probably my favourite player at the moment, but he he was up there. I, I love I love Antonio, and like you say, Mark, for um, five million from what we've got for him, what we've got out of him is what we've rinsed out of five million quid. I think oh, is mightily impressive. It's it, and I, I, I you know I, I, now we're in this mode. Should we finish it up and then we can go back to the happy times in Bucharest? But yeah, um, yeah I think we'll stick with uh, yeah, uh, the Palace game first. Of all. The, I think the the pointed thing for me was and remains the substitutions in which we suddenly saw that moment, I think, in which Ben Rama comes off and Moyes gets booed and uh, Suchek goes off and gets booed. And, and, we, and we've got this, like, the kind yeah. of reverse... It's like the, it's like the extreme bookends of David Moyes' management style is there's a man that he's that he stoically will not drop and will not see as doing anything other than the job is expected of him and therefore keeps picking him. And you, and you watch poor old Thomas Suchek out there, scared of a three-yard pass, which is just a horrible thing to watch. And then you've got Ben Rama, who, who, who's even managed to win over the crowd by actually doing a lot more of what Moyes expects of him. And then Moyes gives him absolutely a bums rush ref, um, review afterwards saying, well, he scored a goal, but it didn't look like he was going to do much after that, was was how he sort of like was demeaning and sort of like dismissed the fans' reaction. But for me, that made the, the day even worse for me. Yeah, the absolutely. of Suchek coming off, I was just like, I couldn't believe it. No, it I never, just, never. Like, the work he also, if we're talking about the work that Antonio does for the club, has done for the club, the, the last two seasons, what Suchek has done to cheer because he's been taken off, I I was just like... And I, I, just, I agree, but I did, but, but didn't my, like it. But my thing is on that one is, is that... I don't think the man's deserved his, has earned his starting place for a lot of games, and yet he is thrown he's thrown right back into the firing line again, and it results in that kind of reaction from the crowd. And I think, I think that's we, a problem. Um, I think we, you know, we, we we have sort of been found out this season in a way, uh, mm. or we have found ourselves out. Our kind of uh, ragtag bunch of misfits that coalesced into a fantastic sort of unit. For two seasons, suddenly looked exactly like that—a kind of ragtag bunch of misfits compared to Crystal Palace, who, you know, um, you know, Zaha is an international for the Ivory Coast, mm. not mm. for you know England or yeah. Spain or France. They are like a kind of—they were like a team of sort of. You went, yep, they all belong probably in the top flight. They're all like seven, eight out of ten footballers. But what we have is we have in one footballer, Saeed Ben Rom, we have a uh, a footballer that's fifty percent world beater, but also fifty percent shit. 
And <laughs> I'd say the same is obviously true of Michael Antonio, as we've sort of discussed. And through but Bowen is like, if Bowen was sort of better, you now look at his chances of playing for England, you think, hmm, him compared to Mason Mount, him compared to Phil no, Bowen, no, him compared to Saka, no him form. compared to uh, Jack yeah. Grealish, him Agreed. compared to Raheem Sterling, him compared to uh, Ivan Tony, him compared to Harry Kane. He's just not really in that league. About yeah. half of him is in that league and there'd be more end product if the rest mm. of him was in there. So we have these, this, we now have this side of kind of like half great footballers. Rather, you'd sort of take less good footballers, but like they're 80 to 100% of that good all the time. We've had a lot of players really underperforming this season. The aforementioned Thomas Suchet has not been as good. Bowen, I think, you know, Bowen is the one in a way, like like Thomas Suchet, Bowen is the one who sort of like feels that he's low hanging fruit when it comes to being substituted. Fine to just let him play 60 minutes. Oddly enough, when he first came to the club, David Moyes did play him for like 60 minutes and take him off. And, and Andy plays him off of the bench for a, 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 at yeah. one period, for quite a yeah. long period of time when he decided that, again, as you say, Phil, like, you know, I because, because again, it's, I think it's the oldest argument in the world with us is that, you know, if we were, if we'd been a more consistently highly successful European club for, for years and years and years, yeah. we wouldn't be buying players, that the, the players that we get and the players that we get are talented, but, inconsistent which is why we yeah. can get them and can afford them and um, uh, I think the, the case in point is Paqueta and Scabetta uh, uh, I think uh, I hope I still hope are destined to be seriously good players for us yeah, yeah, but yeah you, you yeah. wouldn't argue for a second that they were anywhere near in in that game against no. Palace no. I'm not yeah. sure I'm not sure uh Scamacca deserved to be replaced by Mikhail Antonio. Yeah, but he's never changing the formation, is he? He's never yeah, going to mess with that. It was problematic, wasn't it? I mean, it was sort of, you know, it was interesting um, that Flynn Downs, you know, we've just sort of talked about this on last week's podcast, maybe even the week before. Flynn Downs came in as a kind of replacement uh, for um, Brazil's Lucas Paqueta, despite being a very different footballer, uh, I think that was a kind of rewarding of his form in the kind of European games and also possibly the kind of closing down duties and just his energy would be a good addition to the team whilst not possessing, you know, Brazilian samba hips qualities. But to to sort of see that as a kind of fixed point that now now Paqueta's back, oh, that's good. He's a natural Flynn Downs replacement. Isn't quite, that's like yeah. reverse engineering some quite strange logic. But, but what, of course, what he did, he put Downs, he, he basically swapped Downs in for Suchek. So in, in practical in terms... Game, yeah. Yeah, so in practical terms, what he's done, uh, what you're saying, Mark, is why not see Skamaka and Antonio have a go up front if we're going to win the game? Well, the answer is because... There's no way he's not having someone sat next to Declan Rice. Yeah. Because it's, right. I mean, it's just a thing he's not going to do. Well, I mean... Or not at the moment. I think that's probably right. I think, um, you know, Rice's uh, partnership with both Thomas Suchek and Calvin Phillips was a sort of unique one that involved kind of one going forward and the other sitting and then the other going forward and the other sort of sitting. Quite a unique relationship. And I think Flynn Downs, given Thomas Suchek's kind of, you know doesn't seem to be playing as well as he did 
the last couple of seasons. Flynn Downs feels like a sort of natural replacement, which means that you might be able to bring in um, Fournells, you know. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And I think sort of Downs, Downs has been brought in, I think, as a replacement as we go down for Rice. I, that's how I was sort of seeing Downs. So I don't see, because like, I think you're exactly right, to come in and to play replace Paqueta in that sort of centre midfield creative position sort of doesn't work. And also going back to Bowen, we were talking about in the pub that he need that game, he needed a good game. We were thinking if he wanted to get on that plane, he needed yeah. a couple of goals. Yeah, less is, less is too late, isn't it? So it had to yeah. be Palace. Yeah, yeah. It had to be Palace. And I got I've got a feeling about Moyes, and I'm sure we'll talk about uh, sort of the, the chat that's going on about Moyes, but about Moyes that he does have a sense of loyalty. Yeah. And I don't know whether that's why he's keeping Bowen, not dragging Boeing, just still keeping him chance to give him that chance to get on the plane for England. Yeah, I think, uh, it, I think that is true. Yeah, but he shouldn't, he should be... He, he, he wasn't playing as well as any of the other players on the pitch. No, no and, I mean, which is why Ben Rama getting sacrificed inevitably yeah. was, was the other kind of part of that that equation of the mixture of boos and cheers was a sort of like was a sort of real reverse ferret, wasn't it? Because they was they were cheer they were cheering the sub in as you say of Suchek yeah. and, and booing the replacement of Ben Rama because I think there's the sense in the crowd that. I mean, to be fair, if you look at it on the, on the sort of on the broader strokes, the, the reason you'd want to keep, say, both of Ben Rama and Bowen on, is that they're they're dinky enough and smart enough to get you that chance to win you that game. Well, I think you know, I, you know, when I, when I say ragtag bunch of misfits, I, I really sort of wish we had one or two kind of traditional wingers, big, strong, fast players like Bowen's quite fast with the ball at his feet and Ben Rama does seem to have added that to his game this season he was like absolutely pathologically terrified of running yeah. with the ball when he first came with it he was trying to get rid of the ball the second he got it he wouldn't take two steps yeah it did not bend now, in at all did he no now he seems to like the idea of running at people and that's good and that's a good addition to him mm. but I do think that a bit like when a when a runner sort of ties up they call it tying up don't they when they uh when the, there, there isn't enough oxygenated blood going to their legs and lactic acid builds up. That's what happens with Ben Rama's brain, I think, after a run. A run by him will often end up with a shot into just a forest of legs, somehow mm. thinking that the, the shot will cut down those legs and somehow make through Or a pass straight into the legs of a single defender standing him up, as if somehow the player might evaporate if he kicks the ball. I, th I, I don't agree. I, I think he's hit the byline a lot this season. And I think he's brought, I think he's cut the ball back a lot this season. And I think it's a dramatic improvement. And, and, and the, my point about that would be, is that given the fact that we do lack that elsewhere, then why you remove that threat? Yeah. When, yeah, yeah. When you, we hadn't really got one that you could replace it with, unless you. And, and, but see, I'm, I'm, but I'm with Mark. Is is, I think what I'd like to see is that notion of saying, do you know what? We know Antonio could play across all of the front three. Yeah. We haven't seen him next to Skamaka much, really. Yeah. Let's have a look. Why not? Oh, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally agree. And I want to get in that time machine, Phil, and then <laughs> remind people what Antonio used to do at right midfield. 
how he used to scare the life out of people and doing that thing out so where he can get into positions and then get ball in, get the ball into the box for Skamaka. I think where we are sort of struggling, you're right, is the last the last third balls have been awful. Apart yeah. from when we talk about um we go talk about the game in Romania. Yeah. Balls yeah. into the box were have been absolutely shocking. It is the delivery. The I think we've got there a lot. I think we've got yeah. there a lot, and, and yeah. perhaps even better than we had if memory serves, perhaps mm-hmm. even a little bit better than we did when we were winning more games. But, of course, our points yeah. were accrued so much from dead ball goals. Yeah, and, 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 and my God, it rest. looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, And, you know, um, sort of playing, certainly for the you know season where he kept us up and then the, the sixth place season, we were doing a lot of soaking it up and hitting him on the break, a lot of sort of 35% possession type games but yeah the the you know the just the final ball the decision making at the end there's a lot of you know something we went to Manchester we went to Aston Villa the first half against that was 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 the worst we've played this season I mean technically technically the worst I think the Palace game was the worst because they just didn't seem to have any desire or yeah, yeah um, the Villa game was just technically bad but um uh, there's been a lot of kind of, and there was in, in the game on Saturday, quite a lot of flinging their hands in the air going, someone make a run for me, you know? And those like, the movement at the, you know, at the kind of sharp end of our attacks. And this may have something to do with sort of Bowen's drop in form as well. I mean, I, I um, Manchester Manchester United game, there were a couple of times when uh, someone ran at the keeper to sort of close down the sort of kicked ball out. And Bowen just didn't go with them, even though he was there. He just kind of turned around and ran back to take up his position. And, and you're I like, well, you have to hunt in packs, mate. You've got and to- I suspect as well that Palace are that kind of team to actually really shine a light on that problem. Because I think that's where, I mean, first of all, that terrible, appalling pass by Dawson. Yeah, you yeah. Know, to give him the goal. I mean, you know, he... he I, everyone loves, we all love Dawson. We love him, everything yeah. he's done. But he's a very limited man. You know, and I and I say that with all due respect, yes. because the stuff that he does, the heroic old school defending mm-hmm. that he does, is wonderful. But yeah. but pressure him on the ball, and mm-hmm. and you're going to give yourself a chance. And he was exposed yeah. by Palace because that's exactly what they've got. They've got those mm-hmm. young guys who will be all over you. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't even under all that much pressure, was it? No, was no, but no, I think, the, no I think it's the point you made, Phil, about but yeah. what he didn't have was a pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You Absolutely. know, that was his, that's where his problem lay. But he, he overhit it. He overhit it, and the direction um, Kara had to then go back. It was behind back him, yeah. Yeah. He was behind him. It was, it was a mess. Yeah. Totally awful. And Kara so had to no try and to... sort of trap it at hip height behind yeah. him. It was yeah. just a terrible ball. Yeah. I, I just don't know what he was thinking. No, so don't, don't, if we're looking at that game, and we all agree we were awful, the two goals, they should never have got the two goals. No, no. Really? And I'm thinking. Again, this is a game we shouldn't have lost. I- no, no. But back to, back to what we were just saying a few seconds ago. I think we we it is the final ball because we we've sort of said in the last few weeks of this podcast that you know that we went to the Southampton game and we had um, 
uh, we had 25 shots. On yeah. the, only four of them were on target, you know. So we're we're making opportunities. And a lot of these games, I think it was the Bournemouth game, we had 14 corners. You yeah. only get corners by attacking. We get loads of them. We've now mm. stopped converting any of those corners, you mm. know, except by um, Kara doing that strange volleyball shot uh, to mm. result in uh, the, the Zuma goal from that game. So, so we, you know, you're right, Mark. I think we are sort of, sort of creating chances this season, but now our, our just final cutting edge is just non-existent. And, and, a, and as a result, I cut to say everyone's starting to look as twitchy as Suchek has looked all season. Yeah. In the sense where everything we've said, I do not doubt for a second he's not playing on individuals and group and hide minds. We're yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, it's me whose responsibility it is to make that killer pass or, 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 or finish it. And everyone just looks nervous at that moment, and it's and it's, it's I guess that's another one is because it's a sort of slow decline. If, if you keep chipping away, and we're not scoring goals in open play, and we're losing a few games by the odd goal, and yeah. we can moan about a few decisions that the ref didn't give us. All that ends up with us is is looking pretty ordinary, yeah, and yeah. and, and, and yeah. making very few and scoring yeah. very few goals. I can yeah. almost pick this back to where I can almost pinpoint again, getting those times when it actually happened. I came out of, after the Andalek game that we won 2 1, and Paqueta played really well. Skamaka looked yeah. great. And yeah. I thought for the first time, the, the was starting to click. The whole side was starting to click. We turned up with Southampton. Paqueta was injured. Uh, Dawson got injured in that game. Uh, Ogbonna was injured in that game. And it was a game that I never expected. I thought we were going to smash Southampton. And just as I thought we were going to click, we've had to change the back um, the back five. So what did we have? We had Johnson, Kera, and Cresswell's two, uh, three centre-backs. Mm-hmm. Not apart from Kera, not a really identified centre back, and so that was the point. I thought, oh my god, we would we were just starting to hit the floor running because I think what Moyes has got at the moment, he's got two 11s. We've got eleven that are playing in Europe that are doing really well, and then we've got eleven that we then look. We come back from Arena and we're looking at the side of Crystal Palace. You think. Oh, these are adults. Yeah, these are adults. So this is this is a strong side. Yes, and they're not just clicking compared to what we were seeing in when we go. To, we talk about Romania. What we were seeing, the energy and the fearlessness. I think we were talking about their feel, the sort of the scared to make a run at someone, the scared uh, being scared of receiving the ball or running with it because you might make a mistake because of those odd defeats. And the odd defeats have only come against. Man United, October was a great. So on the back of this bad defeat, or we're looking at a disastrous defeat, came a great October where we only really got beat. Was it, we had seven sort of home wins, only got beat away to Man United and Liverpool, where we were very, very close. unlucky. Yeah, very close. Close, close games, yeah. Fair play. But that Crystal Palace game, in a way, just unraveled all of that. I think it's like after that Manchester United game, which Jim and I went to, um, you know, I, I think it was the last time you were able to say, well, if we play like this, we'll be all right. You know, a noble single goal defeat. And we were bloody good. We had yeah. we had Manchester United under the cosh for the whole second half of that game. Yeah. They went mad when they won that game 1-0. Their yeah. fans went mad. Yeah, because the they nicked it. Mad. Yeah. 
you know, but but the fact was we, you know, and we had lots of shots. We troubled them. You know, De Gea had a, a fantastic yeah. game and had to for us to be defeated 1-0. But nevertheless, we still were defeated 1-0. And then, yeah. you know, the next game after that was, was basically the Palace game where all of that, the positive feelings you could take from all of those, you know, unfolding in the Nottingham Forest narrow 1-0 defeat in which we played well, the Everton game, ditto, Liverpool, ditto, Manchester United, ditto. Going, we need a little bit of luck to go our way, um, which we had with Bournemouth. The, the Palace game just totally unravelled all of that. It's, it's, it's just be going, is this team... Is this team actually destined for the drop? Basically? It's the one. It's the one that um, it's, someone said. You know, the classic. Would you take? You know, sort of tweet. Would you take winning the conference cup final and fourteenth? And the answer to that is absolutely. I would. Yeah. Um, because yeah. guess what? We've won a cup, and guess what? We've not gone down. So, yeah. I, and, I, and I wouldn't be obsessing in this season with teams like with like Newcastle surging on and stuff like that. If, no. if you no. know, fourteen, full, I, I, you know, who knows? But I reckon fourteenth this year is going to look like a, a, a decent mid-table because yeah. I bet you there's about eight teams within two points of each other yeah, in yeah. that middle part of the pit. But absolutely. The, but fundamentally, and and I've still got my fingers crossed that Leicester could be that one. What I really hope was from this stage was kind of touching on your point, Mark, the two elevens idea is that with so much success in Europe and with us rolling and, as you say, getting results in October, that what that actually would have led to by Palace was Moyes having in his mind what he's kind of... He's got all these players ticking now. They're all getting games of football. They're all getting minutes. And he knows exactly what kind of team he needs to put out for any situation. And it hasn't quite happened yet. The, the, yeah. the, two, the two worlds have yet to properly collide. Between yeah, domestic and Europe. Yeah, yeah. he He's got now, we've now got a squad, definitely got a squad. Yeah. And it's time now that he's got to have time to just craft it. That And that's what I can see he started doing. But going from the Man U game, so we went to the from the Man U game with their confidence, like you said, Phil, going, but then we went to Bucharest. And then obviously not playing the same team in there, but playing still, sort of, there was... There was sort of strong, so there was again adults playing within that team. Yeah. Um, and but then we're, we're not then building on the confidence of that and then going. No, it's not translated, is it? It's no. not translated no. to a totally different side. Whereas Fornells, and we'll get on to the Bucharest game, was absolutely brilliant in Bucharest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so we, we will talk about that after the break. Yeah, how, how was that drive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I mean, just to finish off the Palace game and then we'll take a quick commercial break. I I, I didn't think taking Skamaka off was... I mean, I just think he's got to... You know, if you go, he hasn't scored, I'm going to take him off. <clears throat> well, he's now not going to score because he's not on the pitch anymore. It's like, if, if you've bought this guy for quite a lot of money, I think you've got to kind of stick by him. He is a thousand times better than Sebastian Allaire was for us. Yeah, he runs okay. more. He's, you know, I mean... You know, again, it's that thing of going, if he's not scoring goals, he's not effective. But I think he, he his link-up plays really good. His vision is great. He picks a great cross-field pass, you know. Uh, and I thought he's great on the ground. I thought Antonio should have come on, you know, or someone to just provide more bullets for now, you know, take Suchek off, 
uh, bring four nails on, you know, uh, something like we just needed to put the ball in the net. And I mean, I think most of our, you know, that was a slightly weaker, because it's a very immobile central pairing with Zuma and Dawson. You want yeah. something with at least one more mobile player and hopefully a Gerd is, is that player. But uh, at the moment we are, you know, 25 shots, four on target, none in the net. These statistics are happening again and again now. We definitely need some more guile in the penalty area and hopefully <laughs> Skamaka can give that as well as his kind of link-up play. The one kind of positive of it all is that what we'd often be talking about this season is get that bloody transfer window opened because we're lacking A, B, C and D all across the park. And mm. I don't think we are. I think it, I would suggest that, particularly in those two, no, you mentioned Skamaka there and still, and obviously Paqueta off to the World Cup with Brazil, no less, and yeah. plays and, and gets games with them, is that I think we had bought the correct talent and two, and two young men as well. I mean, I, I think in, in Skamaka's case particularly, he'll be ahead of what Dave Moyes would consider the curve. Because he's he's a conservative selector of men, isn't he? About about bedding in. I don't think Baquetta's quite there yet, but Peyton, you can see, particularly between the two of them, they linked up two three times beautifully, haven't they? For yeah, yeah. And and, and you you'd th- you'd like to think that for the next five seasons or so, we'll be seeing tons of that. Yeah. But just at the moment, as you say, it's back to that point you made, Mark. It's the disconnect between. It, it, it's. It, I don't even think it's the personnel. I think it is the, it, there is that that weird X factor of confidence is that in Europe, whoever's playing is comfortable and it's mm. always the same formation. Mm. And yet when mm. we come back with the pressure suddenly back on and you're playing with arguably superior and more experienced men. So it is weird. I would like to feel we we had one or two more fullbacks just for the, you know, just pace. Just a bit of pace, you know. Uh, Sue Fowl seems to have, you know, again, is one of those players that's playing below his best this season. And I think sort of we have to just prepare to say farewell to our Aaron Cresswell. I know David Moyes doesn't want to. and he is a no, He's just signed an extended contract today. He's a fantastic footballer. Yeah. But, I mean, he's he's got to be 31, 32 now. And, you know, we've had him for eight years Mm. Uh, you know, he's got to be sort of heading towards the end and we need to be sort of teeing up a replacement for him. And then Ollie Scarls is on the other spectrum, isn't he? So we've got uh, yeah. Cresswell this old. Possibly slightly too young. Yeah. Too young we? Anyway, uh, well, we should turn to uh, Ollie Scarl and the um, Star Bucharest game after this message. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Welcome back. Uh, now, the Stal Bucharest game, the uh, FCSB game, uh, was, uh, I didn't see it. I just sort of saw highlights. But, you know, seeing the result was immensely pre- pleasing. It was a sort of dead rubber. Um, 
could have gone either way. But, you know, to actually go to, to, you know, the hostile environment in a game that's a dead rubber. So they're only playing for pride. And, you know, I no doubt there was a kind of la- loud, raucous crowd in front of. And we did brilliantly. Mark, you went to it. I did. It was great. And I think, like, so, like, again, like after the Palace game, and then here, I've got to start to avoid Twitter when you see sort of these moys out. These mm. are the day, like, oh my God, the enjoyment we had last season of um, the Europa League run was just brilliant. And then just being able to go away, it's been a, an absolute joy. And like you say, it was a dead rubber. We brought um, 2,800 fans out there. We yeah. saw. So, oh, the place was packed. It was re- it was a proper party atmosphere, really good. And I've got a feeling that a lot of fans, or there might be a, quite a few hundred that probably didn't even go to the game, may have stayed in the pubs <laughs> and not gone to the game. So near and yet so far. Yet so far. <laughs> but, um, but it was great. And so, and, and the game was good. There was lots of... I, because I, I feel, again, quite privileged to be able to go out on these trips. And then I got to see two young lads make their debut. Unfortunately, um, um, Mbamba, uh, Mbamba yeah. Got his, yeah, got his goal disallowed. Yeah. But no one's going to take away that celebration. That's no, no, no. He did. He got his celebration. It was one of the best celebrations I've ever seen. He got a sort of panic. He obviously eighteen, not quite sure what to do. He did a quick cross his arms. Yeah. Then, then he got absolutely mobbed, and that's what we're talking about. What we've seen over the years with West Ham, that camaraderie. When you see Fornells, the reason why I love Fornells so much, he gets subbed off. He will run straight off the pitch. He's got a real sort of dedication and a want to win for West Ham. And you saw that in the last few years. But you saw that camaraderie with the, everyone jumping on him to score. And then he got his second. He came back to us, to the, uh, to the away fans, and did another cheer. Um, but it was really good. I thought we had, like, it was a pretty strong side. So we had, I was talking about the adults sort of in the room. We had Ariola. Johnson, who I'm still now, because he, he's a first-teamer, really, Johnson. Definitely, Where, yeah. Ogbonna, Soufal, uh, Lanzini, Fornells and Downs all played. So I thought that yeah. was a really clever. Like, unlike when uh, uh, Sam Allardyce just chucked in all the kids that time yeah. and said, see, told you it doesn't work. Yeah. Moyes is, is he did really well. And what I also liked, and why I, I love Fornells, is... He didn't have to go. He was told that he didn't have to go to Bucharest, but he wanted to go. And that's what we're seeing now with this squad. We're having to see that. We're having to see players like um, Obona, Funels, Lanzini wanting to go to these games because they want to get into the first team. Yeah, of course. I thought Funels was great. And uh, and obviously, Oli Scars, I thought, again, as a prospect at left-back, cro- the crosses yeah. were so much better yeah. than we've seen uh, in the Premier League. Even Soufal. Soufal's cross. Put in a really good cross. Yeah, it's yeah. funny, it's unbelievable. It? I mean, they're obviously, yeah. they're obviously not, you know, they're not getting... The, the game is probably not taking... Uh, 
pace, place at the pace of a Premier League. Quite, no, there's that it, little bit of noticeable yeah. extra time, isn't there? It yeah. looks like it is, but it's not. And also, I think you're not being pressed as much as you did because, yeah, I saw that as well in the kind, you know, the BT put a little sort of six minutes, seven minutes highlight package up, which I saw the night of the game. And for a start, those six or seven minutes just made Fornells look like an adult among children. He was yeah. fantastic and oh, should have been rewarded by a start in the Palace game, I thought. Yeah, I thought he's, so. He's been strangely, um, he's sort of drawn in the... Two, two, you know, bad things have happened this season for me. One is how scapegoated uh, Thomas Suchek has been. When the whole team is playing badly, yeah. he has been pulled out by certain kind of idiots on social media who came to support West Ham as if he is the worst footballer in the world. He's not. I think when the team's playing badly, he just, you know, uh, goes, I will do simple things. I will run around and I will just break play up. And uh, and he is, you know, turns up all over the pitch. He runs and runs and runs. He's been all right in a team that's been... See, right. I, I'd have to disagree with that. And the reason I disagree with that is because I think that's where I would I would like to see Fornells play. I'd lo- because I think th- for now, I, I think I don't think Suchek has, has earned his start in place for for many games, and I think that for now, the kind, the nature of the football he is, as you're saying, Mark, is someone who wants to take responsibility, wants to be there. It, pay, you know, if, if you if you if you want to take it all the way back to the fact is, well, when things aren't going right, we used to have Mark Noble who could go in there and and, and wrestle the dressing room when required and have a presence on the touchline and give you ten minutes here and there. I'd like to see Fordhouse in the middle of that midfield because I think he would do all of those jobs. I think there's two people ahead of him for the central midfield. One is Lucas Paqueta because that's where he plays for Brazil, and the other one is Flynn Downs. Yeah, I'd, I think, I'd, I'd have Paqueta in front of those two, though. That's my point. Is I mm. think he basically, I I try for nows as a direct replacement for Suchek would be my because I'm with I. I but not Paqueta. Not Paqueta. No one'd be playing Paqueta anyway. Yeah. Mm. I mean, you I can, mean you know, in that position, I'm talking about he plays. No, no, he plays no, central no, no. midfield. He plays central midfield for Brazil. Yeah, but this, that's that's to, to, but that's the, the shape we play is effectively midfielders in front of a back four. And yeah. then, and then, and then you lose, you lose Ed Prop. You know the t- the, the ten roll is Paquetta's. I'd have thought, but but you know the 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 popular conception of Paquetta is is that he plays in a sort of midfield pairing for Brazil, and that if he played from a little bit deeper, he'd be able to do more damage from a bit deeper for West Ham. You know, and yeah. again, and I think that's was sort of his position at Leon as well. Um, that's De- that's poor old Declan back in the shackles again, though, isn't it? Which they've tried to free him up from again, haven't they? And by yeah, the way, think- on which note, I think he's I've, I've watched him trying almost too hard to put the team on his back through some of these flat league games. Do you not think so? Well, he's he has had a dip in form this season, I think. Yeah. Very good in the second halves of games. He's always been a bit like that. It's like he uh, quite a lot this season has sort of rallied and pulled himself up by the bootstraps in the second half of games and sort of gone, right, I'm going to try and win this on my own. And, um, yeah. Well, I think, you know, I mean, it, it's that sort of... It's it's what I was saying about kind of Calvin Phillips and uh, uh, Rice or Suchek and Rice is that it doesn't mean one of them has to sit and just be a sort of Gareth Barry-type 
David Batty. And if you did play Lucas Paqueta, Declan Rice would suddenly have to be a really doer, boring, just screening the back sort of back four. Anyway, I think we've we've sort of got sidetracked again. But 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 my other point was because we were talking about Star Bucharest then was that a short straw has been somewhat drawn by Pablo Fornals with the arrival of some of the new signings and Ben Rama's sort of discovery of a bit of form this season. You know, he's not getting a lot of game time. No. And I think he really deserved it after that performance. Oh, he's, totally. The mm. thing about him is that, you know, the... Uh, what game was it? Where would we have played it's him cut, in at the Palace game then, do you think? Sorry? Where would you have played him in the Palace game? Uh, on one of the flanks when Ben Rama... I, I didn't really see a problem taking Ben Rama off. I was, I was, you know, whoever came on, I sort of thought maybe should be Pablo Fornals. Or that Bowen should come off and yeah. Fornals should come on in the absence of Corne. Is it, is it, was he more central, Mark, in the in, in Bucharest? And this is the thing about I did, you know, this is this happens a lot with players, doesn't it? It's a bit like the Antonio story. Do we know? Do we know what Fornals' best position is? Well, it was Coventry and Lanzini was sitting as the two. So it was right. the same again. So although it was a back five, so with Soufal and Skulls, um sort of left wing back, and then commentary and Lanzini were sitting there. Because I do, I have heard um, Moyes talk about he sees Lanzini doing the Paqueta role that you're talking about, Phil, actually sitting in there. He sees that a lot more. Whereas, see, the, these are the things we're talking about. With the squad we've got, we've got these two 11s. These are the balls he's juggling with. Yeah. There are so many different sort of permutations of different ways of playing, even within his sort of fixed either uh, four, three, or 4 2 3 one there's still so many different permutations within that within players yeah. and trying to get Yeah, it's good. But they, they, they are, they're an adaptable, you know, that that front half of the team. Yeah. When if they're all on song, is extraordinarily adaptable, isn't it? In terms of the the, the, the opportunity to swap positions and, and create from different places. Just that we haven't got it's just not happened yet. It's not caught fire just yet. It's not as if we haven't got enough games to be I know they all mean all these games mean something but the sort of thing he's been doing is there's one side at the moment for Europe and there is one side for the Premier League and there isn't that that risk being able to that risk take to go all right we're going to go Rice and we're going to go Paqueta sitting in there let's see how that works and then we've got four nails ben rama and then whoever else you play um skamaka and then antonio up there he's not he's not that risk taker is nope. he where do you I'm, mean for europe trying those formations up in europe is well, you that could. What you that's what that's the next point i was going to make you could do that in europe couldn't you well probably you could i, I think now it's a bit too scary now isn't it it's, it's all, yeah. It gets a bit grown up, doesn't it, after the World Cup now, doesn't it? Because, you know, it's you're there or bust. But I, I don't... He, he is... I think so, he's doing well in Europe. I think it's... He's won every game. It's amazing. Yeah. Brilliant. So I, don't, I mean, I don't think, you know, playing Rice in the European games, you know... Right. You know, we might have scored one more goal, but we won it three 0 and, and I guess that's the. And this probably goes back to the things. So well, I would guess, and I'm having to guess, second guess him in that sense, is that if David Moyes had a sort of master plan across this weird season, I don't necessarily think it was um, Skamaka and Baketa as starters in the Premier League before the World Cup. 
or or you know first names not first names on the team sheet. I think he genuinely. My guess would be that he thought I've got the perfect opportunity to bed these two fellas into the club and the squad and the way we play by giving them Europe as their as their as their platform. Yeah. And then, but but I think just because they've been that successful, that they've just nudged themselves ahead of other men, haven't they? Yeah, but I think we. I mean, I think. I think the writing was on the wall. We were playing quite badly in the latter part of last season. Yeah, that's also true. If, if we come out of the blocks playing like we were in the latter part of last season, we could be in big trouble. And sure enough, we sort of have. And uh, so so I think, I mean, I think, you know, they were looking like most clubs for someone to buy over the summer that was going to just come straight in and start yeah. and make a big, and sort of reinvigorate that team that had a kind of, survival half season and then two very successful seasons yeah. probably ran themselves into the ground and we needed someone you know a permanent signing to do for us what jesse lingard did as a lone player just give us that little bit of extra excitement for, for we've got a sort of new guy i mean you know i think his thing about with paquetta was that he did see that we have a problem scoring goals and we did in the latter part of last season we were still banging enough in it was fine we finished seventh obviously but you you could see something starting to not be great. You know, the record of wins was yeah. you know, a lot of points on the board early on. And I think he won, you know, even though Paqueta isn't that for Brazil and possibly wasn't that for Leon, he was a sort of much more central midfielder. Um, he did want him to be a kind of 10. He wants yeah. him to be yeah. a 10. So he wants him to do a different thing from what he customarily does. Yeah. And so I think Paqueta's probably got to get used to that. But then he needs runs in front of him. You know, yeah. he needs runners. Yeah, definitely. And and, and it kind of get, we we arrive back at the similar point each time. It's, and it's again, it's Mark's point is that the the it's the bit where if 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 anything's annoying about this end first part of the season, this first half of the season, whatever the percentage is, is that the success of Europe hasn't fed into the league. No, whether that's Literally individuals, literally a style of play or literally confidence, you know, a, a, a slightly more nebulous thing, you know. Well, even the resting of players, you know, a lot yeah. of first teamers didn't play in Bucharest on Thursday night. Or they didn't even go. Like yeah, so Sunday. no excuses, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they got a proper rest. Because sometimes yeah. just leaving someone on the bench isn't a rest. If they've That's got true, they're still a travel. Actually yeah. not going, and they didn't yeah. go, they did rest. But it is yeah. bizarre. Like, the performances in Europe have been amazing. And, like, if you're counting that qualifying game, we're, we've got 19 goals. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. We are scoring goals. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but it's just not translating into um, our Premier League form. But I do think, I have seen it, I have seen it click, and I feel really confident, right, he says, right, just, just hearing himself out loud, <laughs> I do feel confident that the pieces are there. The jigsaw is there, and it's the ingredients are there. It's just putting, um, it's getting Moyes just to get the time to just put those in the right order. And I think, um, Webbo, what you were saying about 14th and winning the conference, Europa Conference, oh, my God, I would I'd buy whoever gives yeah. that hand. I'm buying I'll you. take it. Yeah, yeah. They, and, and they said it in a way that, in, that and, the, and the implication inside it was that was a bad thing. And I think, no, no way, mate. Oh, absolutely. 
And we're favourites, four to one favourites. And there's Lazio and Florentina in that. Yeah. In that mix. And we're favourites. And it is, yeah. is, is quite mad. And then we no, it's, uh, it's, it's been really good. You know, like there's a little bit of a tin pot competition this year, but, you know, and it's not as good as Europa League last year. But it's like, it's why you try to finish high up in the league is to get into these tournaments. And I think yes. Boys has handled them both years brilliantly. Even that dead rubber year last year where we lost one nil, but he played an entire back four of kids. Yeah. An entire back four of kids. And, but didn't, you know, throw them into the, you know, the the lion's, whatever that expression is, jaws. Yeah. Uh, you know, it lion's den. They have uh, a den. You know, there are lots of senior players in the team. Those four kids were sort of protected, hence only being beaten 1-0. They had an incredible experience. They looked good. That sort of left back that we've lent to Birmingham looked really good. Ashby looked good. Uh, the two central defenders looked good. Uh, they had a really good game at the London Stadium. It was a brilliant experience for them and one that's going to make them grow. And then on, on which note, can I ask you both, what 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 should he do against Blackburn? Because I think uh, Leicester, yeah. I know that if you feel like you've got to get it right against Leicester, everything's crossed. But does he have a proper go against Blackburn? You know, is this not yeah. a, because it's a cup run? And can we afford to put a half a side out and yeah, yeah. And, and Blackburn do do well? As West Ham fans, and you're right, Phil, you were talking about the people calling Tim Pop. There's no Tim Pop Cups for us. Right? No. No. <laughs> These are cups, right? Yeah, yeah. I want to, before I die, right? So, uh, born yeah. 1973, I walked down the street at Wembley, right? I remember that as a mm. seven year old. Right, I want to win something before I die. Yeah. Give me a <laughs> please, and I'll take. I I want to go for Blackburn, and that will not be easy. No. Blackburn are well, we're going to get Blackburn are sort of running high, second in the um, championship. Yeah, um, but I think we need to. I, I still think we need to go big. I think he because obviously the Leicester games, the Leicester games tough. So exactly yeah. the same points. Exactly say there's no difference. You can put um, um, cigarette paper between us. No, it's got and, a huge. And that's, and that's a club with a with a manager whose whose position has been un, has been speculated about and discussed yeah. openly for weeks. Yeah. And now that and now they're level with us. So that's 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 the context of that, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I wonder whether, um, you know, Moyes is uh, his slow to adapt. He's very cautious. And I think that that's, yeah. you know, um, there's probably ways in which that's been a benefit that hasn't been initially sort of obvious to us. It's, it's because it's it's uh, it's complained about when it doesn't work. Uh, but when it does work, it's, um, you know, you don't really sort of see it, you know, no. you don't see things that go wrong. And uh, perhaps the substituting of, of Suchek at the weekend was the beginning of Suchek's, you know, um, grip of his position sort of loosening a bit, because I think Downs could play in that position. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, and he's at the moment... He just might be a little better. I don't think there's much... Two enormously that... interesting team selections coming in the next few days for that yeah. very point, Phil, wouldn't there? Yeah, 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 yeah. very much so. Uh... I think you're right, Phil. He 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 doesn't take... And it takes time. He gives people yeah. a chance. And it did feel, on that game, the axe came down. 
the fact he has made that it felt like in that taking him off there, he's made the decision. Yeah, the first just, time he's done it, and he'll get used to kind of doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he'll get used to doing it. And I do see Downs. I can't see him putting Paqueta or being or even Lanzini in there. I can see it being Downs sitting in there with Rice. Um, yeah. And then Paqueta sitting in front of those two. I see that happening. Yeah. Whether, whether we see that happening against Blackburn, but definitely seeing that happening um, against Leicester. And I think he uh, he equally needs to give it, especially when Cornet is fit again, needs to think perhaps that uh, Gerald Bowen isn't going to play 90 minutes of every single game. Yeah. Especially now Bowen needs the threat of Cornet, doesn't he? I think. Yeah, he does. I think, yeah. I think, I think Bowen's... Has clearly delivered much better performances when he's not when he doesn't feel his place has been comfortable. Yeah. Um, and yeah, which is you know there's something unusual about that in a footballer. In fact, mm. it's exact. You know, funny enough, we're it's once again we've gone round the merry-go-round and arrived at that point again. Two decent elevens in two different competitions. One showing nicely, the other lot struggling. Yeah, it's got to be something in the middle there that becomes the perfect combination, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I well, it's, it, interestingly, you know, the the centre backs in the Stade Bucharest game are were, you know, one's very young and coming back from a bad injury, and also, you know, it's got to get used to the team. The other is, I feel, you know, I would love to think that Ogbonna, you know, has come back as strong as ever, but that knee, you know, those knee injuries, especially with a big guy, I think they're, they, you know. I, I would love an, an all-firing Ogbonna, oh I think. God, me too, yeah. You know, I think it's possibly that that central defensive pairing is almost our best one. Yeah. But I think, I think if he, but, but the fact that he's around the training ground yeah. is, a, so, yeah. a, is a massive bonus for us because I still feel that there is that sense that with Mark Noble no longer being there and then, you know, Declan getting the, the, the armband at such a young age... Is that yeah. there is this sense that you might you need you need some senior pros in there, yeah, to be going around and and, and get a few fingers in a, on a few chests, and that's what's great about these cup games because you know like Ogbonna, you know is is at the moment you know has moved down the pecking order because obviously he had a terrible injury, but he gets to play Stal yeah. Bucharest, in yeah, a, exactly. exactly, so he's still part of it. Yeah. And and I am as I say, I imagine genuinely would be there Monday to Friday. As one of the one of the the towering figures that that that, that everyone looks up to around yeah, yeah. there, and yeah, I think that that's crucial. I think. And I, what again? I, we're to, talking again about Moyes, but what I think shortism has gone. So there isn't. There's a, there's a longer game. I think with uh, Moyes. So we talked about um, sort of downs being a possible relation um, replacement for when Rice goes. I think Aguerd left-footed um, centre-back is possibly looking when Ogbonna yeah. sort of starts to go, that that becomes oh, the replacement for Ogbonna. No, no, I agree. Not not now, not in the moment, but I'm seeing the way Moyes is starting to bring players in. I feel confident that... Because people oh, talk about yeah, Moyes yeah. out. What do you do? That injury is Probably the only reason Craig Dawson didn't get the chance yeah. to go and move back nearer home. Yeah. So Daw- Dawson starting games for us, he's nowhere near no. being part of this season's plan. No. 
No, no, absolutely not. And and so and so I think you're right. And, and bizarrely enough, and you know, Moy's in because I'm 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 with you both, lads. Is that I think I think that we're finding we're seeing him with a squad of players that he sees their gateway into the side, but not necessarily just all immediately. Here's six new fellas. Welcome to the club. Get you know, here's your shirt. Get playing. Is I think he's seeing. Right, I've got that kid there who could be. I've got Cresswell's yeah. extended the contract. He gets another season. That means he'll be ready to take his place when that comes through. I've got. I bought that guy there who could become that guy. He, he, an opportunity for mid to long term planning is a rare treat in our gaff. Isn't it? Well, and as yeah. we've said before, I think he's. Um, he is. You know, he's aware that that uh, the way we were winning games in the uh, sort of survival half a season and then the uh, the sixth place. And part of the seven base finish, that way of soaking it up and hitting them on the break, that's not going to wash. You've got to be able to play a possession based game. And Aguerd, Kera, uh, Paqueta, and Skamaka are all better ballers. Being on the ball, you're right. Of what we've got. Skamaka yeah. is a giant, a six foot seven giant, but he's got very good feet. He's got a good range of passing. And actually, he protects the ball really well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and I think uh, you know, there it's just those parts of the jigsaw coming. I together. totally agree that we got to do. You've got to be able to do both of those things, haven't you? You've yeah. got to be able to uh, go on the break, be fast, quick on the break, and score goals that way. But you also be able to break teams down. And then the goal against Bucharest, Johnson's ball. You've got to be able to do that as well. John, yeah. There was times we used to do that a lot to Antonio. There'd be one quick ball. Obviously, in the Premier League, they're sitting a lot yeah. and yeah. they're aware of that. So the space isn't there. We sort of talked about the different sort of standards we're looking at. But we've got some time to do that. That was a great ball. Bucharest from Johnson's ball yeah. to Four Nails was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. So we got those, we got those three sort of the again, what I'm seeing starting to shape in the team that we're not just we're shape we uh Moise building a team that does doesn't we just don't sit, 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 and then break and score. Because like you say, you get found out, Phil, and it doesn't always work. You've got to be able to do something else. You've got to have another option, another way yeah. of scoring. You've got to have a number a number of ways of scoring. But you need, like, you know, what we need at the moment is for two or three of our front players to kick. Oh, God. Yeah. All in the net. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, I, think, I think, yes, you, you, you want... You want the, the, the two wide men to, as soon as they've got the ball at their feet, they've, which, which when Bowen in his pomp, the goals that we saw him when he's cut in and he's yeah. picked the other post out with a low shot. Yeah. We've seen Ben Rama score. I mean, Ben Rama's goal was a great case in point in, you know, yeah. against Palace. His goals like that, we've been completely lacking when, because Bowen's gone off the boil. And now that hopefully if he gets that back home, we've got those chances. But, Service from that midfield is crucial. And Skamaka came off in, the, in that half, not because he didn't do anything with the ball, it was because he didn't get the ball. So, it's, it's, so yeah. I, I'm with you. It's a bit of a tough one. Is it? Is that he, if he, he can't contribute unless you're actually giving the ball to contribute with? So, I, you know, I think he was, he got unlucky. But yeah, I'm still I'm, I'm with you. I, I think we've got the we've got all the parts ready yeah. to go as and when we can. Do we think it's part of the issue is the amount of games? So I was um, before the Bournemouth game. So Monday night, I'm in uh, in the pub. My e calls me and said, "Where are you?" And I said, um, 
about football. She said, you, you had the football Wednesday, you're going Thursday. And I said, yeah. Moyes has got the hump as well. He doesn't like it. It's far too much football. I'm not enjoying it. I'm shattered. But he hasn't got, I don't, the point is of playing Thursday, Sunday, or Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Thursday, the opportunity on the training field, I'm not sure. Mm. It's. I think it's just going to take longer time. Successful teams, we're, we're going to be playing Leicester, who haven't got that issue. So they haven't had that extra time. So they've got time to sort of work and mould a squad. So we've got quite a few new players. I just don't think, uh, just thinking about it now and how much football I've been going to watch, that actually in between, I've been doing a bit of work and then watching football. Yeah. If my boss is like, I've been doing a lot of work. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. I mean, on that, loads of time on that trip to Bucharest to get, get loads done, I'm sure, didn't you? On the plane, yeah. Oh, Stopped mate. off in Vienna. Of course you did. Yeah, we, St- um, bit of study, yes. We should think about uh, wrapping this up and perhaps it's time for predictions for the Blackburn Rovers game and the Leicester game. Oh, Lord. Um, it is very worrying, isn't it? I mean, that you know, part of that, uh, the Thursday to Sunday thing that in a way shouldn't affect us too badly is the fact that we play different teams in each of them. We play yeah. two different 11s, you know. It's like, uh, as we've said, everyone should have been in sort of peak physical form for Sundays. Yeah, know. but it's getting the combination right. I, um, I, I, I will... I'll tell you what I'd like. Let me go this way. I'd like to see five goals... Right, two games more than our fair share, and I would, and, and I'll spread them around as as three on three against Blackburn and two against Leicester, and the opposition manage only two, one each. Three one, we two, beat one. Blackburn. Two, oh, two one, we beat Blackburn. No, three. I'll go three one Blackburn, two one Leicester. Okay, Mark. My maths just went there. Well, yeah. I think the only. Oh, you started mine halfway through. You may have noticed. <laughs> yeah, <I did. laughs> But like, I think the only thing we've got, like with Blackburn coming up, they do have Burnley on the Saturday. So Burnley are top, Blackburn. Right. So I don't know whether that's it. So um, championship sides start to think like that. I, I'm just looking for any sort of hope. Yeah. It'll win, hasn't it? We've got to beat Blackburn. Yeah. So 2-0. 2-0. 2-0. All right. I'm going to say 1-0. Uh, and so what what about Leicester? To me. Oh, you've done it, Webbo. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no excuses now. No. Right, so um, I'm, I can't say. I, like, I've got a feeling it's going to be a draw, but I'm going to go 2-1. If, can I have 2-1? Has that gone? Yeah. No, you can have 2 uh, uh, Oh, no, Webbo's had it. Um, all right, I'll go. So I'll go 2-0 and 2-0. Woo! Clean sheets. Right. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go 3 1 against Leicester then. I'm going to go 1 0 against Blackburn. I like your version better then. 3 1 against uh, Leicester. All right. There we go. Those are our predictions. Uh, This has been Stop Hammer Time. My name is Phil Whelans. With me have been Mark Gower. Thanks for having me. And Mark Webster. Thank you, lads. Come on, you Irons. If you want to advertise on or sponsor this show, check us out at playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.